0: What's up, guys? Welcome in. We have a reunion episode to kick off 2023, which I just realized the graphics is 2022, so strong start here.
1: No, 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 um, no, no,
0: no, no, no. no.
1: It is the best bull moments of 2022. Okay. The fact that there are so many people that want to call it like the Reli- the 2023 Relia Quest bull, get out of here with that crap. This it's is like the, the NBA 20- season. This is, but the NBA season starts in November or whatever. And then it's like the majority of it is the following year. In college football, 99% of the season is played in one specific year. The fact that there are bowl games and the national championship does this, like they're going to call it the 2023 national championship, right? Is so stupid.
0: The patches are going to be on there too. I can't tell you how many times Mm. I've like, Gotten into an unnecessary argument on Twitter because I was like, Oh, yeah, they won the 2017 Natty's. Like, well, actually, you know, they actually, did actually <laughs> get out of here with that crap. Just say
1: whatever season it is and stick to it. Don't try and be like, Oh, well, one year it's the you know, they're playing new year, they're playing playoff games on December 31st, and another year, right. they're playing Like, what? No, 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 it should not actually. Nobody cares about that. Everybody remembers based on the season that was played, and right. so We are talking 2022 SEC Bowl moments. I'm Fired up. Let's go. Strong
0: start. Strong start to the happy uh, moments that we were going to bring up. This is going to be a tough segue for number one. (laughs) Um, But no, we're going over the best bowl moments. uh, Specifically, especially with Connor, is going to be the SEC bowl moments. There's like two or three from around the country that I I had to throw in there. Um, And we're going to start with some honorable mentions first, because you know I could just make five. Uh, Especially with this bowl season. This bowl season was actually awesome. Um, So, honorable mentions for me, okay? baylor's misery uh against air force i don't know if you watched this game did not i don't know why god was punishing air force or or uh, baylor in this game but baylor had to play a bowl game against air force where they ran the triple option and kept the ball the entire time Mm -hmm. they completed three passes by the way which is uh, tied for the same amount of passes they completed in the last four games love it um it was also 13 degrees and they're just getting their knees cut out from under and they had to play it in their rival stadium. It was played at TCU stadium. Dave Miranda deserves better than that. I think he. Does. everyone deserves better than that. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't stop laughing at it. That's pretty good. This probably should have made it, but you see the airplane troll. And then the like domino effect of more trolling that happened afterwards when like South Carolina flew just like a, like a plane banner um, over, I guess the orange bowl in Miami trolling Tennessee and South Carolina. Um, the one that didn't get as much publicity, which was, I think, funnier, was some random fan just like door dashed a cheeseburger to, to David Sweeney yesterday um, because of what Dabo said about uh, what do you call it? Tennessee fans and cheeseburgers and stuff. That's, um,
1: look, if that's the worst Dabo's getting, yeah, that's not that bad.
0: That's not yeah. that bad. He gets paid a, a lot of money more on the him. internet.
1: Yeah, he's don't 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 Google search yourself, Dabo. Don't search your name on Twitter. Just bad idea. If if you can if you can deal with a, an occasional troll, cheeseburger, uh, life can be a
0: whole lot worse for you. Yeah, and you know he was just in a good mood because it was the season, the season of giving, um, and the season of his just terrible, terrible cliche quotes that he will not stop doing in the in the media. Um, all right, up next. I'll say Jordan Travis bringing FSU back to relevance because it actually felt like kind of cool that FSU feels back. Um, Side note, I totally forgot that Willie Taggart was ever even a coach there. So they brought it up on the broadcast. So that was fun. Um, And last but not least, LSU sex party. Huh. I don't think we're allowed to get into it yet. Let's not. uh, From a journalism standpoint, but I just want to let you know, I heard that a lot of those players, uh, they ended up catching st Cheese and some ST cheeses. All right. Yep. You take over. Here we go. That's what she, that's how let me explain. They it. played in the cheese bowl. So yeah.
1: Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, An STD played, played right down the road from where, from it's where cheese. I live here in Orlando, um, made the, the smart executive decision to not be at that game that day. And instead was at the Mississippi state bowl game to oh, watch right. a much classier tribute to Mike Leach. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's the only way to transition out of that. Look at that. We got graphics going up and everything. So that game rock fight, total rock fight, pretty much a snooze fest. Anytime you thought the offenses were going to get going, it was pretty bad. A nice moment for Justin Robinson, the former Georgia receiver to Mm -hmm. be able to kind of have that touchdown in the end zone where he gets his foot in barely Illinois fans will swear that he was on the line, whatever it was a touchdown. So that game, the way that it ended, I was in the end zone, right? that Mississippi State was driving towards to be able to have the the game-winning field goal. So they make that kick or whatever, and um, you know they had the one extra play, which, by the way, Zach Arnett was really pissed off that they had one extra play because he wanted to be able to wind the clock down, and he said that was a mistake on him. They should have been able to to kick that for the last play of the game. Nonetheless, that play happens that Marcus Banks, former Alabama defensive back, Mm -hmm. returns for a touchdown, Terrible beat if you
0: had Illinois. Oh plus yeah, three horrible. Like oh my god, it was plus three and a half. It was the first thing I did, and I was like, mm-hmm. and I, I, my only bet on that game was the under. I thought it was the smart play because Illinois with their their defense all season, and then also yep. you know all the situation there. And Arnett's a defensive coach, but first thing I did was look up what the line was, and it was three and a half, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. So that play as it's happening, Marcus Banks
1: is running, and he's just running straight at me. Right, just straight at me. And no, I didn't hit him. Um, I I didn't want to get flagged. I don't know who that would have been. been. I would have been flagged for that. But my entire goal, and if you rewatch that play, I'm on the back wall in the end zone right there. And my entire goal is don't ole. I'm not going to just back out of the way like a coward. I'm going to stand my ground. And I'm just going to pray that I don't get a concussion or dislocate my knee for a fourth time. That's the goal. And so in that moment, you can actually see the Illinois player who can't track him down. He slams the back wall and slams it. And it's like probably like six inches to a foot from where I'm standing right Just there. move, Connor. I know that was my spot. And he if he was going to do his thing, he was going to do his thing. But I was staying yeah. in that spot. And if you look, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoic in that moment. I'm kind of proud of that. But... Um, yeah, that moment wasn't the highlight of the game. The highlight of the game was seeing obviously Mississippi state players react afterward, yeah. to honoring their late coach. And that was cool in itself to see all the different pirate tributes and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And Will Rogers, how emotional he was talking about it after yeah. the game. And you know, it was, it was just, it was a very surreal scene to be able to see. And for those who say bowl games don't matter, I would push back and say that one definitely did for that Mississippi state team.
0: Yeah. It's not a good year uh, for that take. It was not a good season for that take about bowl games, not mattering. It seemed like there was a ton of good games, a ton of, like, you know, Bama players not opting out. Um, obviously, the Mike Leach stuff. I, I will say that piggybacking off that, like, my first one um, was, like, a tie because it was that December 28th day, which was, like, the best day. And it started, like, I've labeled it as the day everyone was on the same page about hating refs. Like, every, every person on Twitter, every game that was happening was, like, these refs suck. Um, but it started for me with the night game where um, Texas Tech was playing Ole Miss, and Texas Tech, obviously, where Mike Leach was, they they ran a specific play, like from like his old formation, like like the like spread, and, and it almost looked like Tennessee uh for a second. I was a little scared. They had the wide splits to of the offensive line, and it was really cool. I thought that was really awesome. So
1: they did do the delay of game the game thing, where then they decline the penalty. They did the right. same, same exact thing in the ReliQuest Bowl. Love mm-hmm. that. Good self awareness. Nice way to kind of little hat tip without making right. it too ridiculous or crazy. Everybody's
0: kind of on the same page. Love seeing that. I was shocked that. I mean, not shocked, but I was. A little bit worried that Kiffin was going to accept the penalty. <laughs> just doing Kiffin. Um, all right. So my my number five here, like, because we're doing five apiece, not in a ranking or anything like that. But Arkansas, Kansas playing in what I could only describe as like if you've ever been trapped in a conversation with like a five year old and they're explaining their day or their imaginary friend or whatever, where they're just telling you a story you can't follow along and it's just utter chaos everywhere. Th- that was this game. This game had like. Every single possible thing you could ever imagine squeeze into one.
1: Yeah, it was maddening in, in many ways. If you're an Arkansas fan, I, I think it's mm-hmm. the most it's the most torturous win that I can remember in recent memory to blow a 25 point lead to Kansas blow an 18 point lead teams that were leading by at least 18 points in the fourth quarter this season were one. And 347, or teams that were trailing by at least 18 in the fourth quarter were one and 347 up until oh that point, and then you see what happens down the stretch. And Arkansas just does everything wrong. They decide, oh, everything, was, like onside kick. We don't need that. What? Don't use your hands. No one get near it.
0: <laughs> like it's like it's like a oh like a, a fire. Like so like just get away, get away.
1: Like you don't peter from an onside kick. Like right, you guys right. know yeah. this,
0: right? <laughs> oh God, that game was. Uh,
1: and then the targeting thing in real time. I'm like. This is so, this is so bad, so, so bad, because not only was it not targeting and you could see from the replay that it still wasn't targeting. Right. They just went ahead and said, screw it. We're calling it anyways. And then the the, after the, the fact. Fight. Yeah, like, and if that play happens, wherein he's defending the freaking goal, Ins- line. the goal line. <laughs> it's like, what do you what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? Do you, like that? That is the epitome of officials not having any sort of context of the moment. Like, no. if it was blatant targeting. All right, whatever. Call it right. in that spot. I get it. He's defending the goal line, and it wasn't even targeting. It. And then they announced no. after the game, no, it wasn't targeting. My, our bad. Whoops.
0: Right. Well, at least, you know what? I'm glad at least they, somebody finally like came out and said they were wrong about some things. I feel like refs just get away with whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy. They're like the government. They can just do whatever they want, apparently. But yeah. I will also say, whoa, hot take. Um, <laughs> I, like this game, so I, I like turned it off when it was second and 29, which if you're keeping okay. score at home, the worst time to turn it off. Because yeah. after that, Matt Ryan came in to play quarterback, <laughs> apparently for K, for Arkansas um it's so, like i was like what what the hell just how do they tie it up because the okay. other game there's another game on same
1: thing it it's 38 13 i'd watched right. the the entire game uh, up until that point and wife's at home she's like can we watch glass onion can we watch it can we watch it now the netflix movie with um uh knives out the it's what bowl game is that You've never no, not okay. a bowl game. It's a movie okay. Marlar. Yeah. Goodness, have some culture. I um, hate onions. Uh I, I love onions, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Did the same exact thing though. When it's 38-13, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna follow this along on my phone. If it gets interesting, I have the ESPN app, whatever, just to make sure nothing crazy happens. Right. And then I'm like, Lauren, crazy stuff is happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we turned it on and watched watch, you know the final few minutes and watch
0: the rest of it. But it was the epitome of that game yeah i feel like like there's so many we should do a a separate thing on this because i feel like there's like this constant like almost apology if you're in this industry to your significant other like hey like babe i'm so sorry like 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 listen i had to work today or whatever because it just never never goes over well because it's like we're just watching football right and so then like i i can't tell you how many times i've been like hey look you know what yeah let's let's unless something crazy happens we'll just we'll just turn this off and then like four seconds later it's like i don't know how to tell you this but the worst thing possible could have happened. And then like my favorite part of this was that we all learned at the same time around the country that apparently if you get, if you get uh, like thrown out of a game for targeting in a bowl game, you have to sit out the next year. Cause the play oh, just yep. is I like, said that not screwed. <laughs> like like, I, said not that, I said that to Lauren. I'm like, that's what pisses me off
1: so much about this stupid play, which by the way, right. the graphic, uh, the graphic team is a little bit sl- graphics team. We got um. What happened? Um, I don't, don't have another graphic. It, this is it. We it. Oh, this is it. The whole the whole is, time. Because, yeah,
0: I'll do the rest of it in post. Thanks Love a lot. It. Okay.
1: <laughs> um. So the that that entire time, I'm just saying to Lauren, I'm saying, you know what's? Oh, there we go. I, I'm I'm saying, you know what's so messed up about this is the fact that this guy has to sit out for the first half of next year's season opener. Like, yeah, that'll show him not to target anybody. Right. What, what are. Here, so that was just, they so really just
0: hanging on by a thread to any sort of like weird power play they could still have instead of doing their actual job. Um, also, this ended in like just incredibly hilarious fashion. Um, and case is life. actually a cool story, but like they go to three overtimes, and as you, if you go to the third overtime, you have to start going for two. They go to the second overtime, and and Sam Pittman goes for two on the first score. And I was like, I don't think he knows what's happening. I somebody's somebody needs to explain to him how the rules work. He didn't know what he was doing. They get a two-point conversion; they convert it. Kansas comes right back down, to the same thing. So they go to the two-point conversion plays, and Arkansas scores. You've had Jalen Daniels set, like the quarterback at Kansas, set a, a like a Liberty Bowl record. A Liberty was it right, Liberty Bowl, right? I always mix that in the Independence Bowl. Yeah, Liberty Bowl record for passing yards. They just had the like most incredible comeback ever on just nothing but his right arm, and they ran a double reverse to the backup, or to the backup quarterback. Philly special, and he just – he could have walked it in, I think, that's and true. he threw it, just sailed. He just Joe Miltoned it, but, like, like, it was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, so it was, it was such an anticlimactic
1: ending to that game. Yeah. It was very much all don't lie, though, after after the targeting. But, yeah, that's that's when you know, like, when you get your significant other involved in, like, watching a game like oh, that, yeah? the goal is that the game becomes so entertaining that even they become invested, <laughs> and that's – so that happened there. and, and they've been the crazy – Yeah, like that happened in uh, South Carolina, Notre Dame. So that's another one we can talk about because that game was one of the best games of bowl season. Beamer's busting out all the tricks early. They scored three different phases early on. He's got the fake punt for a touchdown. You're just like, South Carolina is in its bag right now. right? And that catch that Xavier Leggett had on that ball that Spencer Rattler threw with the toe tap. I think it was the best catch-up bowl season, in my opinion. Ridiculously good. That game with the 100-yard pick six, that yeah. game was bonkers crazy. Even though you right. had all these opt-outs and all these guys in the transfer portal and no stuff like ends. that. Yeah, no tight ends whatsoever. I was gonna drive up to Jacksonville and play tight end for South Carolina. <laughs> Beamer texted me. He's like, "No, no, we're good. We're just gonna put right. defensive linemen like Tonka Hemingway out at tight end. And we're gonna have Jordan Birch running routes into the end zone." Dude. Speaking of the transfer portal, and yeah, that game was nuts and it was awesome. It was everything I love about bowl season.
0: Yeah, and it was it's cool too because I think this this year featured, and I'll say, was that year four? That
1: was Xavier Leggett's catch was, was right. my
0: four. Yeah. So I'll go back to what like I kind of said segu- or introed with the last one was that December 28th day, which was like my favorite, my favorite like types of days in this job, like especially since I ran social media for the company for so long is that when you're on, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram and everyone's talking about the same thing. Yeah. It's like this super communal feel and everyone's having fun with it. And it's, it's it's like, and it's like almost for like a brief moment, no one's even talking trash to each other. It's just like, they're all enjoying this, like, one thing, and that, that slowly dies immediately after. But um, <laughs> there was there was uh, several games I felt like that, like, in bowl season, because, you know, some of these games early, like you're playing before Christmas or you're playing, like, a service academy or whatever. Maybe they're not going to show up. But there was, like, several games with blue bloods and and good storylines that came up that I thought were really, really fun. Um, and, and I tell you what, the, the holiday bowl just always slaps no matter what. Like, no matter what – even when they played it in Qual come back in the day, that giant yep. like, parking lot in, in San Diego. Watching Bo Nix, I'm going to tell you something that I probably need to seek see some help or call like a 1-800 number. But it worked out. And it's just showing you how much I've grown as a person. I live bet Bo Nix in Oregon to come back and win that game before Ooh. that final drive. <laughs> like, so we know what your favorite moments were
1: for sure. Yeah. What, was, was, what were those It was ops? such
0: a good game. Uh, it actually wasn't that great. It was like plus 200, plus or 205 or something <sighs> like that. Could yeah. do better than that. Yeah. I mean, they, they apparently have not seen Bodex play. I was kind of insulted by that because I, I wanted to like go tell Vegas like, are you sure about this? But incredible game from Oregon, um, and and UNC as well. So yeah, that uh that game
1: hurt just because it meant to come back on Gene Chizik's defense, and we don't. The defense played that. well though. Yeah, I know. but still, it's he takes I, he ends up taking the the fall for that, and it's all these defensive miscues down the stretch. So yeah, yeah I try just pretend that game didn't happen.
0: Oh good. I'm glad I brought it up. Cool. All mm-hmm. right. Um, that was, that was my mind. And then the thing that I said about the refs is, uh, Andre Ware. I, I, I didn't know that, that Andre Ware apparently hates the SEC and the SEC hates Andre Ware. Okay, that was something I right. learned. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oh, huh. didn't know that. Yeah, didn't
1: know that. You got anything else you want to inform me on? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I have, I have a few here. Um, did I give you six, I think I gave you six, actually. I think
0: you gave me five. I mean, whatever. Okay, I've I've already done, like, four, and it's only counted as as two.
1: Let's – December 30th, that Friday night, Joe Milton's pass to Squirrel White made me laugh out loud. That play in which Bazooka Joe drops back, and I kid you not, from his back foot – like, he basically threw that off his back foot. Not quite full Rex Grossman, but not totally not like Rex that. Grossman. And he throws this pass to Squirrel White 60 yards in which I swear to you, he took a good bit of mustard off that throw. Off of it, yeah. Like I have never seen a more casual 60-yard pass than right. what Joe Milton uncorked to Squirrel White on that play. And I laughed out loud watching it. And I was just like, right. this, this is not a human being. Let's stop right. referring to Joe Milton like he's human. I realize he makes mistakes like a human being. And before this game, you could pretty much pick your pick your choice, which was your favorite Joe Milton overthrow. But in this game against Clemson, he was awesome. And the throw that he awesome. had to Ramel Keaton as well, most casual long touchdown I have ever seen ever right. like casual and how he threw it casual, how he ran the route casual, how he caught it casual, how he waltzed into the end zone. It was like, was this a play that was blown dead or something? I just right. I, I didn't realize what was going on, but yes, Joe Milton definitely provided some of my favorite moments of bowl season, even though I've been a,
0: a Joe Milton critic. Um, to well, I mean, least. And I think it's like, I, I have too. actually, I, I was on the wrong side of this, had a te- several bad takes uh, about this. Cause I just, I, one thing we know about Joe Milton is he can throw the blank out of the ball, but there's not the been pass. a lot of touch passes. Exactly. Um, And that's like what Hinden Hooker is so good at because in that Josh Apple offense, you have to be able to throw the deep ball accurately. And we haven't really seen that from Milton. Man, he looked, he looked calm. He looked like, it looked like, like the passing of the torch to him. They're going to be in good hands and they're not going to, you know, have this whole freshman come in and have, you know, the fans freaking out about a quarterback battle in the spring. I, I thought Milton was great. That was awesome. Can you say Nico's last name yet? Absolutely not. I can barely see. I've just started saying DJ Uolunglele, and now he's going to work That's on the not it. That's not even close. That's Come not. on. You could do better than that. You could do better than that. DJ Tag- Viloa, <sighs> Close. Very close. Uh, not even. That's okay. We're going to get canceled for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. My number three, uh, or my third one here, the Bryce saying goodbye to, to Bama fans in uh, in New Orleans. And I, and I will say, admittedly, Anyone that knows me knows that I, I, I grew up a huge Alabama fan. You um, and yeah, I mean, like now everyone thinks I'm a Georgia fan because, like, because <laughs> just the way things are, that's the team we talk about most now. Um, and just being objective and saying they're the best. But looking at Bama going into this game, I was very concerned about this because I thought it was a real bad situation where the like for the first time in a while the optics of the program were like pretty bad, like especially before signing day. Um, and if you had a 2008 Utah situation it was not going to be great going into the off season. I think because you have so much uncertainty and a lack of confidence from around everyone, like in the fan base, the team, all that and stuff like that around the program. Um, this could have ended better for me because one, I love Bryce Young. And I think he's the best quarterback that's ever come through Alabama, which is saying yep. a lot. And he's meant more to that team outside of maybe Derrick Henry than any player that's come through there. I think during the saving era, because man, I, again, like you've said it, I've said it like that's an eight and 14 without him. And, and he just, the stuff he's able to do. I, I hate here. I, I, I know that I'm going into an off season where I'm going to be so pissed all the time hearing the pre-draft stuff. Cause they're going to bring up his size and all, that kid played. He, he got up after every single hit except for one, <laughs> just one cause he landed awkwardly.
1: They should bring up the size as a, okay, this is why he isn't being viewed in the same way that Trevor Lawrence, Andrew right. Luck, in the same way that they were from just from a prospect standpoint, because that is something you have to evaluate. Mm
0: -hmm. I would
1: still take him number one overall. I I still Mm -hmm. would. I would say, I would still say I I don't care about the durability. I'm going to take a chance on that. He's been durable. And he's been durable throughout his entire career. And the play that happened where he goes down being chased by Drew Sanders, which was Mm -hmm. really the only injury of his career. It was. That's not necessarily, I don't know that this is necessarily a size thing. And people are going to question, okay, what does it look like when he gets outside of the pocket? He's not exactly built stocky a la Russell Wilson, a la Kyler Murray. These guys have still gotten hurt throughout their careers as well, but it's like – you know, he's he's a much different frame. I, there's not a physical comp for him in the NFL because of how slender I think he is yeah. and how tough it is for him to gain weight. But I love me some Bryce Young. I don't care if he doesn't become a great NFL player. I think he will become right. a great NFL player. But watching him in this game and that throw, I think it was the one that he had to, to Ja'Cory in the corner of the end zone. Bucket. Just yeah. A- Bucket, like couldn't believe it, had to rewatch it, it was so many times over. And it was great to see him right. kind of get that moment. Cool to see Alabama also protect Will Anderson, not playing him on like every step. Yeah. I did what snap count was, but he was kind of in and out. And, and that, right. was, that was by design. I thought they did right by those guys. And it was cool to see yeah. as much as there's Alabama hate, it was cool to see those guys get to go out with usually the yeah, their uh, best game of the year.
0: Yeah. And I think honestly too, like, like just like, like closing out on it was, For me again, like Bryce, I love Bryce Young and and he's just been so great in that, in that offense. And, and it's just, I like anybody that brings up the whole durability thing. I will say this and point this out every time a year ago, that Alabama team was 124th in the country in sacks allowed. He got hit all the time. He got hit all, he had seven sacks against Auburn. Like he got hit constantly and he got up, he got up constantly as well. Um, I will say that the, the deep ball that you brought up was, was awesome. But this could have also ended better for me because, yeah, he goes out with five touchdowns. I think he set, like, a bowl record of some sort. But he also – he, like, helped me feed into my pettiness because they go down 10-0. And and really, it wasn't like Kansas State had, like – like, they had moved the ball, but they had one big chunk. Of it. It, Bama, when they go to New they're Orleans, is going to give a 80-yard run, a running touchdown, apparently. That's just what they're going to do. Um, side note, I saw Zeke Elliott's dad at the Peach Bowl. He reminded me of it, so that was nice. Um, yeah, His character. I'll talk about it later. But like that that happening and then having social media get so excited for this because it's the first part of the day and everyone does love seeing Bama lose. And even our own social team, like point out, this is the Bama team you want to see in the playoff. And it was like three minutes later, Bama's up 14-10 on this. Like it was good, it's good to see them play a team that was a top 10 team conference champion and do what they used to do in the past, I feel like, to those teams. So you realize that the
1: like and everybody who was dunking on the SEC. For okay. the first part of bowl season, which bowl, bowl records are the most overdone so thing. It's so ridiculous, it, good or bad. It, it means right. you have a good bowl season or it means you have a, a bad bowl season. It's not right. necessarily reflective of the previous three months that we saw. But when everybody's like dunking on the SEC and that, that first, you know, the way that that plays out and then realize like after that game. Okay. So the big 12 champ was Kansas state just right. got waxed by Bama waxed. Pac-12 champ was Utah, who lost its season opener against Florida. Right. The ACC champ was Clemson, who lost to Tennessee and South Carolina. And the Big Ten champ, um, at that time, their last loss was getting – I'm going to use the word again – waxed by Georgia. So what are we really saying about the SEC this year? Because if your takeaway is the SEC is overrated all the time, it's like – well, no, it's <laughs> it's not that. It's just that you want to pick and choose, Mizzou and Florida, and, and right. say that this is why the SEC is overrated. And it's like, well, actually, the SEC won its five most meaningful bowl games, and that those takes were just premature. And it doesn't mean right. that the SEC is like, oh my God, was heads and shoulders above
0: everybody this year. It just oh, yeah. means that they don't suck. <laughs> like right. I, I think I think the parity that like what happened in college football was actually really good for the sport. Like I love yeah. seeing the Pac-12 back um you know both teams in Oregon getting 10 wins USC being back all that kind of stuff the big 10 is the big 10 but I will say that like a bad year for the big 10 man it was a bad every year's year a, a bad year for the big 10 in yeah. my opinion but um we'll, we'll get into that in the next one that's that's my that's it'll be it'll be coming up you got it all
1: right what do we got um so that was one of mine as well you stole mm-hmm. it thanks a lot um I also <laughs> have okay let's do can I do peach bowl are we there
0: I mean, we should both talk about it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Stetson hitting Ad Mitchell, you know, I'm a sucker for, for, for like a revenge story, a comeback story, a guy who, guy who works his way back from injury, gets to have this, this awesome moment. That was Mitchell um, in the bowl game and and seeing the way that, that Stetson trusted him kind of in that spot. Where you know Georgia in that game, we're, we're both there and we're watching and we're like Georgia's done. Stick a fork in them, man. I, like, it was
0: so weird seeing their fans like because you we haven't seen them like that in forever. I
1: I mean they haven't been like that since the ICC championship last year. That, that was they, really they weren't the last like time. that
0: going into it. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like it's that's it was so surprising. And I love that you brought the AD Mitchell thing because I I had I had his name written down in one of mine like the honorable mention. And in the same breath, dude, I like, uh, you know, the touchdown was awesome. I think it said like a lot, like Kirby was making a statement or Monk was making a statement that the very first play of the game, they came out, the first play was a throw to him and and get him going. Like, I just thought, and Arian Smith, we don't like, you know, that's a guy that, I don't know if you remember this, but he was on my 2019 breakout players list that we (sighs) did together on the old pod because the kid just has not been able to stay healthy. And it's like all these freak accents. That's like not his fault. It was awesome seeing that kid step in. And Georgia's just basically saying, like, oh, yeah, we don't have our best players. We, we've got a, a potential, like, first-round pick at tight end. It's like on the like fifth on our depth chart in the transfer portal. It doesn't matter. We're Georgia, and we're going to beat you. It's, it's, I, asked I asked
1: Aaron Smith about that after. Like, did you know that that the guy had, like, fallen down? Yeah. And- and that that you basically had like 20 yards of separation, You're like no, I, they, they didn't tell me until I got back to the sideline. They're like, You made him fall,
0: you made him fall. He like, cooked him, man. He's so fast.
1: He did. It's that was the entire play. And Stetson said that he like he threw to him because the entire sideline was like, Hey, throw it to him, <laughs> he's open. Give him the yeah. ball. That that was the play that flipped everything for Georgia. Because yeah, that game didn't feel like an Ohio State collapse, like it, it really no. didn't.
0: You know, that that yeah. was the only play that really felt like they they kind of fell apart and puked on right. their shoes. I what really bothered me about this the, in the the thing that happened afterwards was for whatever reason we have, we have to do this. We can't just say like, man, like both teams were really good. Like that, like that was like Georgia fans were upset. Like, you know, some that were blaming the refs, of course, some that were on both sides, but like, and then some that were, you know, sky is falling again. Cause that's a, that is a fan base, with a lot of PTSD. And I'm not saying that in a rude way. I'm, I'm being very serious. Like they have, they've been disappointed so many times just in, you know, in general in this state, but like, so I feel, I still feel like there's a little bit of that gun shy, like, like, like they're always waiting for the shoe to drop, but that game was Georgia, like the best team in the country over the past two seasons. They played 29 games, 26 of those 29 have been by, they've won by double digits. Um, going up against an Ohio state team where like Georgia's played 13 ranked opponents in the last two years, they're 12 and one against them. 10 of those games have been by at least four, like two, two touchdowns. This year alone, they've played six ranked opponents. or six and zero. Oh, they've put put up forty points or more in five of them. Like Georgia is a machine. Ohio State has a first round top ten, you know, left tackle. Uh, they have the the best receiving core in the country. And it's really not close. And they you know they were they were incredible to watch. And you also have CJ Stroud as a two time Heisman finalist and and a top five pick. It's okay that it was like that was the best on best, and it was great. It was, it was. awesome.
1: And you know. If Marvin, I'm surprised. I'm the one that's going to bring this up. Oh God! If Marvin Harrison Jr. finishes that game, which by the way, I did not think it was targeting. I thought it was in real time. I had no opinion. Yeah. I thought on the replay, it actually showed that it wasn't targeting. Um, I thought that hit was perfectly legal. I I really did, and I was I was skeptical of that. If he finishes that game, and if he's available on those last two drives, I, mm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna weigh in. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. How many times? How many times though? Pre 2021. Did it feel like, as you mentioned, the, sh- the other shoe's going to fall. And Georgia's yeah. just going to get that unlucky break. In that and, building. In that building. And water has found its level. The football, the college so football gods fun. are getting back on Georgia's side yeah. with some of these moments. You're glad that Marvin Harrison Jr. is okay. He's such yep. a special talent. He's fun to watch. But that, I thought, was kind of like a, a such a pivotal moment that I even forgot about, kind of lost in the shuffle of of the end of that game. But yeah, man. I, that was that game was one on one in terms of Georgia games right. in these last two years. Like, that was truly, I felt like they were stick a fork in them. I had already yeah. written an entire column about Ryan Day out coaching
0: Kirby Smart in that game. Like, I did. And he, and he I wouldn't say they necessarily did because there were some great moments from Kirby late in the game, but I thought Ryan Day had a great game plan. I, I will say this about the Marvin Harrison thing. Like, this is the argument that, like, and this is also why I enjoyed uh, from the petty side of me watching. The, the meltdown from a few people, even on our, in our our uh, Facebook group, which was like, you know, we, me and Jay Woody were talking about after that. And it was like, man, that was the greatest game. Well, that was so great. And he was like, everyone in Georgia won. And you saw multiple people like, that was the worst officiated game ever. And I was like, man, if that is, if that's really that be your, your takeaway, your takeaway yeah. from it, but, but I'll say that like Marvin, Marvin Harrison got injured in the middle of the game. Right.
1: So uh, I was wasn't
0: really planning for that. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So the injuries that happen in a game, where you lose that player for the rest of the game, that's uh, not the same as this player has been injured all year, and now he's back. Do you see how that's different? Does everyone get that? Did you get hey, that? It, I, was, I'll, I'll build you. I'll break you down. And build you back up because I like. I, Georgia missed two field goals. They had uncharacteristic like like mistakes that we haven't seen. Munkin on that second and goal from the three yard line, whatever that was, like a reverse to to Lad McConkey where that kid's like a shell of himself and
1: Stetson threw it backwards and Kirby yeah. was so pissed about that afterwards. And Stetson like had this moment in the postgame presser where he was like, and I threw it backwards. And then he just like put his head down and stopped mid-sentence right. because he thought about how big of a mistake that was. And Kirby just had this look where he's just like, <sighs> <laughs> "But it, he was but so tell you pissed. What.
0: Kirby, er, I, I did a deep dive on this the other day on, on, for our YouTube channel and you'll should check it out. But, and I was even shocked about some of the numbers. I didn't I didn't think that I was going to find this when I did the deep dive, but Stetson Bennett in that game just continues to be like the, the walk-on story we've heard it at nauseum, but the story of him being an actually really good quarterback that people are like just glossing over Stetson Bennett. I don't know if you did this, but in the fourth quarter of games, it, like in the last two seasons, he's been the, the, he's had the number one passer rating for any SEC starter in the, in the fourth quarter, last two years in a row, led power five quarterback or starting quarterbacks with fourth quarter passer rating this year. Um, he just has been lights out. And if you look at him in the playoff in like in the, in the, uh, in the fourth quarter, because he was in the second, third quarter combined, he was like four of 12 you know, through an interception, but what it mattered most, he was 10 of 12 for 190 yards, two touchdowns, three scoring drives. And you date that back to last year, he is 88% completion in the fourth quarter with 19.7 yards per attempt it's and five touchdowns and zero. It's incredible. It's, it's, he's been the game manager things, you've got to you gotta stop it. I it's said dumb. on the video, he's not Screech Powers, he's Tom Brady with a perm.
1: <laughs> I don't think Setson gets a perm. Those curls are natural, man. I don't know what you're talking about there. Yeah, we'll move not getting the fade. I'll say that. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, he uh I mean quarterback rating was um in, in games against teams that are currently in the AP top twenty-five, like as of like this right. recording. His quarterback rating is 185.97. It's so, so. like easily the best in the country. It's 6th among playoff era quarterbacks behind like just Heisman, 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 it's, third, in the he, like, It's
0: fourth in the SEC. Like if, it, it's fourth in the SEC behind Tua, Burrow and Mac Jones. You're saying
1: um within for an individual season or a career well
0: for fourth quarter is what I did my oh final. for fourth quarter yeah
1: for fourth quarter gotcha yeah 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 it's I mean like the guy is unbelievably clutch Josh Pate asked the question it's it's no longer and you know Aaron Aaron Murray had the tweet during the SEC championship of like Stetson's the best order quarterback yeah. of all time which I fully am on board with and the fact that Aaron's the one saying that I mean that that kind of yeah. tells you um we had a fun little back and forth texting about about some of that stuff as well um but the the question that could be asked after the national championship is, is Stetson the best player in Georgia history? Not just the best quarterback, but the best player. My When Josh Page, who threw this out there, said this, and I blurted at him without even thinking, Herschel. I I said Herschel before he could finish his sentence, but he's like, just, just think about it. Just think about what he's done. And, and the, the, the fact that this guy now in two years, not just had one run, but two years at a place where winning a national championship, obviously hadn't happened in four decades. And that to me makes it at least a conversation. I'm not sitting here saying that Herschel Walker is is not as good at football as Stetson
0: Bennett. Not saying that I'd love to see him in an Oklahoma drill. (laughs) Because, no, brought- you know, that's a good point, Connor. because and Herschel went to two national championships. It did win. And he only of won them. one of them. I mean, like that's, you know, I, I think the thing Eight for me boxes. is that I go back to this all the time is that with Stetson, you anybody that says like he's a game manager, if I mean, we're not going to get into anybody calling him a punk, because that's ridiculous. But like if he's a game manager, it's only good because of the talent around him that like in that on that sideline. When it mattered most the past two years against Bama last year when you're losing in the fourth quarter, like here we go again, right after the fumble. And then this year, when you're down by 14 points against Ohio State, you had the option to be like, well, like panic, bring in somebody else, run the football, get away from the game plan. They could have ran the ball all over Ohio State. They were averaging 9.8 yards per carry in the first half. And, and then they Florida kind of got went right back.
1: They kind of got stuffed in the third quarter with some of that stuff as well, which was was surprising. I thought Ohio State yeah. made some really nice adjustments there.
0: But they they put the game on Stetson's shoulders again, yeah. and, and like he's shown once again that he's he's been maybe the most clutch quarterback in the last decade over there. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Yeah, like Georgia,
1: and this has turned into like just just praising Georgia. <laughs> sickening. One, one last thing. Um, Georgia is is in position to have statistically its second best offense in school history, but it's actually going to be. There's actually a really good chance that it's going to be its best. 2014 technically has the high. Oh, it's the highest scoring offense ever but that year that team had 56 non-offensive points so if you okay. actually take those away whereas this year's team only had seven non-offensive right. points which came via the christopher smith blocked field goal uh-huh. touchdown return if you take that away this georgia team will actually be better and it's like nine points per game better against That's teams crazy. that finish in the ap top 25 so like yeah i mean this georgia offense is it's unbelievably good it's legit it's yeah. versatile
0: yeah we've I game. went to, I did my deep dive last night and I was trying to figure out, i was just trying to make a case for TCU. And we'll, we both will have our previews like on the pods and stuff like that. And um, I think we all know who we're going to pick and like, I'm, I'm going to pick Bama sneaking back in the playoff yeah. for sure. Um, they deserve it. But uh, I, I saw there's like, there's several things that stood out to me from a gambling standpoint, because you know, Vegas is never wrong. And Georgia's special teams or defense prop bet to score a touchdown is Only plus 200, it's better than six of the 10 players listed for TCU and five of the uh of the 11 uh that are picked for um or listed for Georgia. Like, it's just like there's just every they're so well rounded. And and I like last, this was actually gonna be my number two because I I was shocked when I left Atlanta or left the Peach Bowl the other night, mainly because the Ubers were uh nowhere to be found. And I was out in the streets till three o'clock in the morning, like I was hooking again. Good lord, again, was, I, I didn't get. Dude, 2013 was a tough time. Um, the Shula years were really, really lean. But no, like I didn't get I didn't get an Uber. We left the stadium at 1245. But I didn't get an Uber till 3:30 a.m. It was awful. Um, that being said, the Big Ten getting two teams in the playoff and and going 0-2 in the first day, for me, I love to see it. But I will also say, as like the just consummate like college football fan, I came away so impressed with Ohio State as a program, as like you know, CJ Stroud on and and I'll feel his comments afterwards. The game plan, their fans were awesome. Like that was like that entire atmosphere. I was there for second and 26. This was a much better game, hands down, from start to finish. And that game was like 80, 80-20, uh Georgia Bama. Ohio State, it was like maybe 40-60, 45. I thought 40. 55? Yeah, I thought 40, yeah. it was awesome yeah so yeah, they showed up it was
1: fun it was that game was great it was a nice way to kind of not really cap off bull season but it, it kind of felt like it in in some sort of way but that was the national championship for sure that that felt like the national championship a little bit i i think tcu is going to give us a good game though i think i think i'm, I so. I'm on record already saying 41 35 georgia wins the game <laughs> and tcu gives us more of the same because it's 41 35 41 35 yeah okay we'll
0: talk about that some other time we got save we that for another video yeah, I mean, that's, 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 I didn't think about that. That's, I, I don't know. There's, I, I, I felt like for the first time, like I've, I've, done, I've come away from like hours of like research and been like not able to communicate it because I've just put too much data in my head. I feel like I didn't learn anything last night. It's just like, the, it's like I couldn't find any trends. I don't know what to, like, it's just, I feel like Georgia's the best team in the country. So anyway, um, this was also fun, just like bowl season. We'll, uh, we'll have to do this again at some point soon. Um, I don't know. Maybe for gymnastics season, so we can include Auburn for once. What about baseball? They look preseason top ten, right? Maybe I don't know. Just you know what? Just let me have a moment, okay? Okay. Carnell, by the way, go on.
1: Wait, say say it again.
0: Carnell Williams left. He's like at New Mexico State. Is that breaking news? I saw it on Twitter. I think. Oh gosh. Oh, I, looks. Hold on, because you know Twitter could be anything now. Because all these blue checks. Um. Looks like I need to do. Get Parnell. Let's see. We have, uh, oh boy. We'll we'll save that for
1: a different video. We'll save yeah, that for a different you. Go you
0: okay. go look it up and get to work. You're the real journalist here. But um, yeah. Tell everyone where they can find the, the pods and stuff like that, and we'll have this up posted uh, tomorrow.
1: Saturday Night South <laughs> Podcast, um, preview pod is up. Josh Pate, uh, Shahanjaya Raja, basically just tapped into all sort of CBS Sports intel. Um, yeah to be able to break things down but great insight from them Shahan has watched like more TCU than I think anybody on the face of the earth you know there's a lo- whole lot about TCU yeah. so um, yeah great great stuff there and yeah preview pod is is up and tons of content started on south.com um, just cranking out stories all week all Georgia yeah. TCU type stuff so yeah um, got a
0: lot of stuff a lot of stuff I still need to do by the way I should probably do that yeah absolutely man we'll talk soon I'll, I'll get you later man